Oof. All right. I need to figure out like some kind of intro because every time this is fucking painful. I always get super nervous when I start and then it's like, once I get talking though, when I get excited, then it's better. But yeah, it's intro. Apologies, but fuck you. So anyways, uh, Kohogen Fights Podcast. Welcome. Uh, yeah, so UFC 256 was this this past weekend. So, uh, yeah, a lot to talk about. Fucking, oh my goodness. I mean, last time, yeah, I kind of started, I guess it wasn't the main event. It was the co-main event. I was talking about um, Valentina Shevchenko. Um, and for a second there, I forgot what the main event was uh, last time in USA 255. But it was the same main event as this time. Fucking Davis and Figueredo. But I'll get to that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Last pay-per-view of the of 2020, and it was fucking worth it. Oh my goodness. Um, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Let's start with the start, the beginning. One start. Ah. Uh, yeah, Chase Hooper. Damn. Uh, feedback. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, Chase Hooper. Well, let me adjust my. Climbing up the wall. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Chase Hooper. <sighs> so, yeah, I guess he's the youngest uh, male athlete uh, signed to the UFC right now. He's like 21. Uh, he's like a fucking uh, BJJ phenom of sorts. And in his last fight, he fought um, Caceres. Uh, damn, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Me scusi. But, uh, yeah, that fight, I can't remember who said it, but <laughs> I think multiple people described it as it looked like a grown man beating up a little boy, which basically is what it was. I mean, Caceres is a, he's a fucking vet, and uh, Chase Hooper is a little boy. He's just he turned, he, he wasn't even 21 yet in that last fight, um, I think six months ago. And uh, in that fight, he, you know, he kept trying to pull guard, because, I mean, that's his, Bread and butter is his fucking jujitsu grappling. He's submitting, um, beast at submitting people. But uh, he he couldn't he couldn't he could he tried pulling guard. You know he couldn't get Caceres to the ground. He couldn't get his grappling going. And his fucking stand up was. I mean, it's exactly like it was described. It looked looked like like some some dude showed up at a high school to beat up a kid, and uh. And so, yeah, in the past six months, uh, he, he, so in this fight, he did, uh, Chase Hooper, he did, uh, he, he has made improvements. You can tell his, his standing, his, his striking is better, but it's just his, the, the gap in between his, his, uh, grappling and his, his striking is fucking, uh, huge. How, how, if, and however, I mean, he is, he's only 21, so He's got a uh, uh, time to grow, but he has he has made uh, market improvement. Like you can tell that he he worked on it. Uh, and I said for this fight, so I I did I did make a bet on this fight. So I knew after that fight with Caceres that he's he's and this is another thing that to his credit he did not quit. He was <laughs> he was getting his ass whooped the, that entire fight, three rounds, getting just getting his fucking face worked, and. Or someone else, I can't remember who. Maybe it was um, fuck. Uh, 
Damn it. What's the name? I'll look real quick. I forgot the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Barrett. There we go. I think it was Peter Barrett, his opponent this time, that said uh, that there's something. He's like, yeah, Chase Hooper's really good at. There's something he's really good at, and that's blocking punches with his face. <laughs> and uh, so uh, he he went in there and he made that effort to do that because like in that last fight, yeah, that's he just right in the face. He didn't keeps his he 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 doesn't have a good guard with his hands. He doesn't keep his hands high at all. There he drops them a lot. He, he yeah he barely holds them up, and he also he. he doesn't have any head movement he keeps his head on uh straight on line he does he kind of throws combos he one thing he was doing he was he working his kicks because uh, he's super long and lanky so he's uh doing a de- decent job at controlling the, the distance and utilizing his fucking long ass spider legs spider monkey legs to uh um throw kicks and he, he, he had a couple i think a couple of high kicks uh that he, he he threw him off of uh can't remember his exact combo but he he did throw um it was either uh, uh probably like a jab cross or something and then he hit the 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 high kick off of that um so i mean you, you can tell he's been doing work but um but um but um but um so in this fight against barrett Oh damn, my fucking brain! I skip around. Oh, so I was saying, yeah, I did. I did make a bet on this. So I knew after that fight with Caceres that he wasn't gonna quit. It's like even if he's getting his ass whooped the whole time, he's not gonna quit, and he's not likely he's gonna get knocked out. Uh, and so I'm like, it's either gonna go to decision or I can see him submitting um Barrett because Barrett has been um submitted. Uh, he has a couple losses, uh, and. He has at least two or three losses to um, submissions where he got, I think, rear naked choked and armbarred. I think he's been armbarred like twice. So I was like, all right, if this if this guy and he's young, I think this might have been his um, UFC debut. He he got he got his contract coming off of the uh, Dana White's Contender Series, which if you don't watch, I mean the the season's ended for this year, but it's fucking great. It's, uh, a lot of good fighters have come off of there. I mean, like last time uh, main card. Uh, um fuck damn it moreno's opponent uh perez alex perez yeah so he came off of that but anyways so i I believe this is barrett's first fight in maybe not fuck but either way uh he's like brand new to the ufc and um i knew he's, he's susceptible to to um to fucking submissions and also I mean, he has some TKO wins, but those were, like, real early in his uh, career. Um, I don't remember which promotions, but whenever he's doing it, region, it, it definitely wasn't in UFC, so it's not like he's knocking out dudes at this this level. And after <laughs> watching uh, fucking Chase Hooper block, you know, all those punches and kicks with his face last time, I was like, all right, he's probably not going to knock him out. And I was like, so he's, he has a good... I feel like he's a smart kid, and uh, I seen him because uh, I follow uh, Sean O'Malley, Shook Sean, and Tim Welch on there because um, they, they have a podcast and they do some other uh, like they, um, I'm on their Patreon and all that. So I follow them, and he, he they work together, and he seems like he's a smart kid and he he enjoys what he does, and I feel like he put in put in the work and the effort to make the improvements over 
over last time. So I was looking at it, I was like, he's not, I don't think he's going to get knocked out. I think he's going to make the adjustments to be able to um, get close enough to uh, grapple Barrett. And, and uh, as I'll probably take him a couple round, probably a couple rounds to, to wear him down uh, and, and, and to fill him out and be able to get that grappling on. So, uh, the, I mean, the, so the bet, bets that I made were for uh, Chase Hooper, to, for him to win by submission. And so I kind of spread it out. So I made a bet on because uh, So let's see, what do we have here? For, um, so, for so, so Hooper by submission for round one, it was plus 375. So that's basically almost four to one odds. Um, and then. Chase Hooper round two by submission is plus a thousand, so it's like ten to one. Uh, and then, uh, but, 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 oh, round three submission is plus fourteen, or uh, yeah, plus fourteen hundred. So I, I made a a little bet on each of those just because the the plus money is so big that you know big return, low risk, big reward. So I I, I made a small bet on each one because I I figured I was like yeah, if he wins, he's gonna submit him. Um, it's just a matter of which round. So I just made a small bet on each one because if any one of those hit, it's going to cover that the small amount that I would lose on the, the other ones. Um, and then in the event that uh, he didn't, just to kind of cover in case he didn't, I, I still figured he would probably win. I Going into it, I thought he, would, he was going to be more effective uh, with the grappling. Like he would be able to... Uh, get uh Barrett to the ground um earlier and, and and grapple him more and control the fight so I also made a bet on there it's like okay in case he doesn't submit him I still figure he'll win uh, so I made the bet that he'll he'll win by points and uh that was plus 350 and I just made an, a, a small bet on that just small enough to cover the other bet so that way if he didn't submit him but he did win by points it would I'd break even still so uh just so that was that was just kind of uh i don't know there's probably some um real term embedding or whatever for it uh hold on sorry oh yeah um but um but um so yeah yeah there maybe there's some term for it but for me it's like i don't know i figured yeah, the the gamble is that he's gonna win by submission and in what round, and then I made this little bet just to cover that in case that doesn't happen. Excuse me, and then um, oh, I I also did, and then in Barrett's the underdog too, so then I also made a small bet on Barrett in case he wins, cause he's it was plus two forty five, so um, so in case Barrett did win. It will cover the other one, so then I would still break even. But either way, I kind of set it up so that no matter what, or almost no matter what, I guess if Chase Hooper, if 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 uh, he, yeah, if uh, Chase had knocked him out, then I would have been fucked all around and wouldn't want anything. But um, I didn't expect that to happen at all, and he didn't really even get, even though he was kind of landing those some of those head kicks, uh, he he didn't, he wasn't ever really in danger of knocking him out <clears throat> but so what he did do <clears throat> um yeah come out in the first round bears obviously like ahead of him and striking 
So he, I can't remember which round, maybe if he tried to pull it off in the first round. Uh, so the way that he was able to get close, I think he, he did get him down once. I think he caught a leg kick. Um, uh, Chase caught a leg kick and, and was able to, to try to work out a takedown. But then eventually, so how how he did end up find his success uh, in the third round, he did a, a Minari roll where he's able to get down and then he got uh, Barrett, got him by his leg, got, to, got him down to heel hook and then down to a leg lock and they're in like the 50-50. I don't know if it was a proper 50-50, but they were entangled and then he got his fucking just twisted that leg. Um, like, oh, it was, he got him. So, tap. So, I did hit on that. So, very first fight of the night, uh, I was like, oh, yeah. Felt supremely confident. I was like, wow, yeah, I did great in this one. Because uh, So, he, he uh, got that submission in in, the, in round three which was plus 1400 plus 1400 um odds on that one so great return <clears throat> so i was uh well doing well uh going on to the rest of the fights and the rest of them uh were parlays uh and i don't know part of the re- you know i do the parlays because it's like um because uh, like, for example when i made a small i made like a five dollar bet and if all the the pieces hit, um, it would have been like eight hundred dollars from from a five dollar bet. But um, in that one, like the first leg of the parlay was for Barrett to win, and obviously didn't. And now that I'm looking at, well, actually, so there's one, two, three, four, f- one, two, three, four. F- there was five uh, legs to that, and one, two of them hit. So. But it was like five bucks, whatever. So I made some other bets to cover those later. But the next one, actually, none of my parlays hit. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it. because uh, I did. So I, f- I found another th- some. You know, like I said, I've said it before. I've been, I've been learning this as I go along. So there's another thing. So I think it's the round robin or whatever. So it would, you pick a certain like. Uh, like I said, I to pick six um, fighters. Be like, all right, these six to win. And then you do the round robin. And, and so it basically breaks it out to any combination of the... So like two and two of each combination. So it's kind of a way to like spread it out. But long story short, none of my parlays went through. So, um, so going from Chase Hooper, what was next? <clears throat> oh yeah, Tishia Torres and Sam Hughes. <laughs> so the the last time I saw, oh yeah, yeah. So this one. So like they were saying about Chase Hooper getting beat up in the last one, looked like an adult beating up a kid. This is what this one looked like. Tishia Torres. She was originally scheduled to fight um Angela Hill, but I guess she tested positive for COVID, uh, so that fight got canceled. And uh, Sam Hughes uh, got the call. And uh, so the last time, so I saw Sam Hughes fighting, I think it was LFA. She, um, fuck, what was her first name? Her opponent, uh, Demop- her name is like Demopolis. But anyway, so her opponent, something Demopolis, sh- that beat her. So that w- it was a five-round fight. They were, And Sam Hughes was 
beating this girl up the whole time, boxing, out striking her, and it was like right at the end of the fifth round. The 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 Demopolis girl, she does like this crazy ass upside down inverted triangle, and puts her to sleep. Like it was crazy, um, and then she, she became the first like LFA. Uh, what were they been flyweights? I think, um, was that one twenty five? So she's the first like f- champ of that division, female champ of that division, ever. But she pulled off that crazy thing at the end. She's getting her ass beat the whole time, and then pulled off that crazy uh, inverted triangle. And then her next, this is um, Demopolis uses a point uh, that she lost at the champion, the belt or whatever. Uh, I, th- I think it was LFA. And then the next time I saw Demopolis was uh, she was in Contender Series and she lost to, um, fuck, 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 what's that girl's name? She's from like Manchester or, or maybe she's Welsh or something. Uh, she, but she, she, I think she just fought last, you know, uh, last, uh, recently. She just fought recently, but anyway, and she won. But, uh, so the Demopolis girl just just got dominated. She got taken down and demo- she just got uh, controlled the, the whole time. So looking at this, I didn't make any bets on this fight, but cause I, and I also think I think the the odds were fucking. I mean, they were correct. They're they're pretty uh, pretty stacked against uh, Sam Hughes. But so like watching this, like before the fight even started, I'm like Sam Hughes. She's gonna get her ass whooped. Uh, because so, I, so I was like the 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 last fight that she had, the person that I saw beat her, got her ass beat by someone just previously. So, and I guess you know, I mean, that's not always, I guess, an indicator. But Sam Hughes, yeah. Oh wait, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Here it is, right here. So it was like. Yeah, so it was like negative six fifty for Tisha Torres and plus four seventy five, so it was like almost five to one against uh, Sam Hughes. I mean, it was or six, yeah, minus six fifty. So yeah, more than that. But um, <sighs> damn, my brain, my brain. But uh, so they go into it. Tisha Torres is fucking on fire, just fucking head moving getting in and out just she's just doing whatever she wants and right at the end of the first round she gets a uh she picks up she just picks her up straight up in the fucking like potato sack straight up in the air and slams her and has control on the ground at right at the end of the the first round and then in between then they go to commercial and then when they come back uh it's the 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 doctors call the fight and then so then they play back what had happened in between, like during the commercial, in between in that break between rounds, and Sam Hughes, I saw her coach has, cause she has like a a scratch underneath her eye, so I, I guess there had been like a eye poke, and he goes, hey, yeah, you got poked in the eye, how's your eye? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's good, and but and then he takes her head and he like turns her head for her around, um, so she's facing the cage to one of the coaches that's on the outside. And she, he, he's like, look at her, look at her face, look at her eye, look, you see that? Look at her eye, and he's like, how, how's your eye? And when she turns back, she's like, oh yeah, I can't see, 
And then the coach is like, oh, and then he calls the doctor over. He's like, hey, 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 look at her eyes. She said she can't see. So then everybody knows if you say you can't see, they have to stop. They have to stop the fight. The commission's going to stop. They're not going to allow the fight to go on if if a fighter, if their vision is compromised because, you know, you can't see uh, strikes coming. So they're, so they're going to stop the fight. So everyone knows that you, you even if you, you just say, yeah, yeah, I can see. I'm good. Let me let me keep going. But she's like, uh, yeah, I can't see. So then they game over. They call the fight. And uh, when I first I was texting one of my buddies, I was like, I was like, this stupid, this fucking idiot. It's like, what a fucking idiot. Why would you say you can't? Every Everybody knows. Like in that fight with uh, DC and uh, DC and Cormier, DC and um, Stipe, Stipe stuck his fingers like down to the fucking, his knuckles into uh, Cormier's eye. And he was like, no, 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 I can see. But you're looking in his eye. It looks like it fucking was disgusting. Like someone, like it looked like someone stuck their finger it knuckle deep in his eye, which he did. But he fought the rest of the fight fucking halfway blind. He could have been like, oh, I can't see. It was a illegal eye poke. But no, he's like, no, no, no championship i'm gonna fuck i mean i guess it's medically stupid but you know what i mean that that's what they're there for and uh i mean not to get poked in the eye but to fucking fight so i'm like this fucking idiot why would you do that dumb fucking idiot but then i was thinking about it her and this is a whole maybe conspiracy theory I'm not even a conspiracy theory, but this is my 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 theory. Smart move on t- her management and her coaches. Much smarter at what they're doing than she is at. They're much better at their job than she is at fighting. But also, she was going to get her ass beat for the the next two rounds. She was already tagged up. Her jet mark Tisha Torres just looked fucking pristine, brand new, and she was doing whatever she. W- and also, that's another thing. Tisha Torres is number ten. She's top. So this Sam Hughes' first fucking fight in the UFC, is against a top 10 opponent. Granted, uh, I can't remember who said it, but whoever said it, I agree with it. It's like, and I'm just, obviously, I'm just a fucking fan. I don't know. Uh, I've never done it. I've never been in there. But that, So this is just a fan's opinion. But I feel like, yeah, getting to the UFC, once someone's in the UFC, they should be ready to fight anybody in the top 15. I mean, and... And that's, I mean, I'm saying that specifically for people getting to the UFC because that's what kind of how, you know, I mean, the fights that we want to see. It's supposed to, because I mean, that's what, how the UFC advertises itself. It's the, you know, the best of the best. Uh, so, but anyways, so as a first fight, the top, top 10 in the world, she's fighting of all the women at her weight in the world. That's, Tish Torres is number 10. So that's fucking crazy that that's her first fight. And I was wondering, I was like, how the fuck did she get that fight? But then I forgot. Yeah, uh, Angela Hill fell out. So Tisha Torres didn't didn't have an opponent. She needed an opponent. And I'm sure, they're, and I think even in her post-fight interview, uh, there she said they were calling people up, but everyone's like, nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> For good reason. They were like, nah, I'm not getting my... I'm not voluntarily on short notice going in there getting my ass whooped. But Sam Hughes is, I'm sure, her <laughs> management or coaches or whatever, they're like, ooh, great opportunity. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure she got 
at least like a three fight contract out of it. So they're like, all right, yep, you're gonna go in there. It's a win win. Get this is her uh, entrance, and she gets so she gets you know what all pro fighters are looking for. She gets her UFC contract, then she gets um, you know I'm sure multiple fights on that contract, and she also gets to fight uh, someone in the top ten on a pay per view or. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a pay-per-view card, prelim card. So she's going to get all that, uh, what do you call it, you know, eyes on for that. So, and, you know, if she loses, you're like, oh, you lost to the fucking 10th ranked person. So in, in the entire world, I mean, you know what I mean? Not that, not terrible. Uh, so you're like, yeah, she's number 10. Of course I lost kind of thing. So for, I think from like a management from like a strategic standpoint, uh, smart move. I mean, you know what I mean? Because like everyone's always, everyone's trying to get in the UFC. This was her chance. And uh, even though I'm like, I hate, it it feels slimy to me. It was a smart call (laughs) that they're like, oh, oh," and there was a smart way to get out instead of like, oh, we quit. There's like, oh no, she can't see. The commission called it off. Hey, what can we do? Hands in the air, all shoulders, you know, all shrugs. So, yeah, like her, her management, her coaches, or whatever, much better at their job than than she is at fighting. But, um, and like I said, I'm just a fan. She's better than I am. So, <laughs> this is me making my observations. But uh, so I think yeah, yeah, I th- yeah, that's that's my read on kind of what what happened there. So, but yeah, it's she was she was just gonna get fucking pieced up for the rest of the the fight. It was gonna be ugly. But anyways. So less about how bad she is and how great Tisha Torres. Like, oh my goodness, I'm excited to see her um, in the next fight and whenever she does get to fight. If she fights like that and they she do, they do uh, reschedule her to fight uh, Angela Hill, well, it's gonna be good, gonna be fire. Uh, so then, the, yeah, like I said, I didn't make any bets on that one. I just looked at it and I was like oh my I told my buddy it's like Sam Hughes is gonna get her ass beat um but anyways not to shit on her Uh, we'll see how she does going coming down uh down the road and uh oh yeah and another thing about that so her like I said her Demopolis she she got beat in contender series so she didn't get a UFC contract but Sam Hughes who Demopolis beat for a bell in LFA now she does have a UFC contract so like I said I mean smart well well, uh, good, good, good moves on, on her management's part. Um, so the next fight uh, was uh, Gavin Tucker and Bill, Billy Corntillo. Corntillo, um, but he so Billy Corntillo, I, I, I believe he was in uh, Ultimate Fighter. Did he make it on there, or he tried out? And um, it was the season with Conor McGregor. Um, but the, the only reason I'm remembering or bringing it up is because uh, Uriah Faber gave him the nickname. I'm pretty, sure, pretty sure it was him. He got the nickname uh, Channing Wahlberg because he said he looked like a mix between uh, Channing Table, Channing Tatum, and and uh, Mark Wahlberg. And I mean, I guess if that means a a smushed looking, smush face kind of. Wahlberg, but anyways, uh, uh, yeah, so Gavin Tucker, long story short, Gavin Tucker 
whooped him the whole time. I mean, he didn't whip him, but it, it was Gavin Tucker looked fucking clean. He was, um, his striking was he he was accurate. Like Billy Clinton, he was throwing these big looping shots. Uh, Gavin Tucker was throwing straight punches. He was getting in and out. His footwork, his head movement. He was fucking. He was looked great. And I was, I was like, man, this guy's good. I'm gonna. I went to follow him on Instagram, and I was like, oh shit, I'm already following him. So I guess I don't. I feel bad. I don't remember where I saw him before, but I I obviously I've seen him before, and I was impressed then. But for some reason, I didn't remember his name. Maybe because he's Canadian. I don't know. But now now I'm not. Now I'm, now I'm gonna remember for sure this time. But um, anyways, yeah, definitely good. Uh, a guy to keep an eye on, Gavin Tucker. Uh, fight after that was, uh, Renato Moicano and Rafael. <laughs> Every time I see the name Rafael, now I want to say Rafael, like Brazilians, but Rafael Fiziev. So I heard, um, people talking about this guy. I can't remember where, but, uh, they're like, yeah, they're excited, looking forward to this one. And, and he was a guy to look forward to. It's, uh, I guess he's a coach at, uh, Tiger Muay Thai and, uh, uh, kickboxing, like, world champ, I think, of some sort, but anyways, he's coach at fucking Tiger Muay Thai, so even if he's coaching over there, he's fucking good, and he put on a striking display, he was fuck. it was beautiful, there's another dude to follow, Rafael Fiziev, um, so his, his, uh, striking was on point, I mean, he, he, uh, TKO'd the dude in, in the, in the first round, like, yeah, but, uh, let's go up. Shit, yeah, the next one after that, Cub Swanson and Daniel Panetta. So I guess, I believe the stat on Daniel Panetta was he has a 100% finish rate, which um, means all the fights that he's won have been by uh, knockout or submission. And so I, I believe he has, he has over 20 20 wins I, I believe so that's a, a lot of a lot of knocking and choking outs that he's done and also so when he when they i mean coach Swanson is a fucking vet og fucking beast i think he's 37 and um i can't remember what his record was looking like coming into this but he was he was under he's a plus 145 underdog coming into this but uh I was like, man, I, I like Cubs. I, he <laughs> looks like, uh, what's that dude? The dog face, uh, cran, cranberry juice dude. He looks like him. But uh, I was like, I, I, I've seen him do, doing a couple interviews. He's on a couple podcasts and stuff. And he just seems like real, like a cool guy, like a nice dude. And uh, like a nice family dude. Like, well, you know, whatever. Something, something. Nice things, whatever. Fill in the blanks. But, uh. I mean, he's also, I mean, then also his record, he's a fucking beast. And uh, I guess people kind of feel like he, because I think he's coming off, oh yeah, off an injury. His He tore, I think his ACL. He had a, like a really bad leg injury. Um, so I think that's part of the reason. Uh, so it's like his age, his previous injury, and people come, uh, well, he was kind of bet the underdog. And also Daniel Patanis, I mean, just been knocking out and choking out people. I can't remember what his win streak is. Uh, he he was he was on um, before this, but uh, so then uh, excuse me. Uh, so they get in there and oh, so the first thing I noticed, I was like, damn, 
damn, Pineda is huge compared to, he looks fucking huge compared to Cub Swanson. Like his, even his, his legs, they look like fucking tree chunks. And I'm looking at Swanson's legs and I was like, oh man, what the, I can't remember if it was the left or the right one that was injured. I think the left, but I was like, oh man, I'm just like, like judging his calves. And I was like, oh shit, maybe his, I don't know if his legs are going to work. You know, I'm still, still nervous after the, the heartbreak of fucking Sugar Sean's leg falling apart in his last fight. And, uh, so they get in there and just notice, yeah, the huge, there's a huge size difference. Um, so then they, they start going at it and Swanson is, I would say, I mean, I'm almost, yeah, significantly like he was, he was faster for sure. He was, he was, um, his head movement was great. He was, he was, he was getting out of the way of most of the, the strikes. And when they were throwing punches, his, his jab was landing. Like they, they would, it was like they would initiate, a jab would start at the same time. And uh, Swanson's Cub Swanson's his his was landing first, so he was he was his jabs were faster, they're straighter. But Pineda, so he comes out with starts uh, uh, calf kick, leg kicks, lower leg, like leg strikes, and fucking he's it looked like he was about to chop Swanson's leg off. Like he, there was something he was spinning him. There's a couple times like he spun all the way around. Um, I think he might have even. F- fallen down once or twice from the leg strikes uh and you could see the well immediately uh, on his calf his, it was turn his leg was turning red and it was just i was like fuck he's gonna it looks like he's like he's, he's just gonna chop his fucking leg right like one of these kicks it looked like he's, he's gonna kick a field goal with that thing it was just gonna go spinning off over the cage and uh but but swan so he started he started getting as a f- fight was going on because his his um his strikes were landing especially his jab and it was starting to wear on Panetta you could see him slowing down a little bit uh, I mean uh, Swanson was already faster but uh Panetta started getting a little slowing down and Swanson started, started getting the read on his kicks so he was he was checking some of them or getting out of the way or once uh Panetta started to throw eventually he like set his hips to start at uh just to, to throw the kick uh swans were poof, jab poof, jab like his jab his jab was beating his kick um so they get through the first round go into the second round and uh yeah i mean he, he uh tkos him it was f- fucking beautiful i can't remember the actual sequence I need to go back and watch it, but uh, it was good. It's worth looking, checking out. It was it, you. You could tell. So it's always, I guess, good or fun to when you see uh, fighters like as an observer watching it, and you see them overcome some sort of adversity during the like during the fight, like for the one with Chase Hooper, where he was clearly outmatched striking, and he was trying to get the takedowns but um Barrett was stuffing his take that he, he was just stopping him and he so he he made his adjustments through the, the first round into the second round where he started cont- uh, controlling range a little more with his his kicks and then he was trying to in Minari roll and um until the third round when he's finally able to uh uh you know over overcome the 
the advantage that Barrett had in striking and, and finally get it get it to the ground where he wanted it and he submitted him. So it's it's always cool to see that sort of thing. Um when they're when when you know, when the fighter's clearly outclassed or they're or or they're they're just something that they're trying that isn't working but they make an adjustment to to get the where they make the fight go where they want it. Which especially at that this level it's at that level that they're they're fighting in the UFC it's it's very difficult to do because you know the margins of error are so small and everyone the talent is so high there already that it's making those adjustments you know it's just you know small small uh, margin of error um so it's the same thing uh so going in, in with this fight so yeah, it looked like Panetto's going to kick Swanson's fucking leg off of his body, but he adjusted to that, and uh, he adjusted his his striking, and he, fuck, I, I wish I could remember the exact sequence of how uh, the knockout happened, but, oh, I remember, so that, now that I'm thinking about, so yeah, they did, I remember Panetta had him close, because there, there were a couple times where Swanson, he did get a good, um, he fucking got, he found a place, as they say, found a place for his right hand on Panetta's chin uh, a couple of times. So he had him rocked a couple of times. And there's a time where Panetta backed him up to the fence and Swanson was uh, like covered up. But then he, and he, so he, he, he didn't, he didn't like go come out wild swinging. He was, he covered up and he uh, kind of timed and aimed his shot. He had some good uh, uh, I think it was an uppercut that backed Panetta off and rocked him, and then he was able to come back. I want to, s- I can't remember, fuck, I can't remember, I can't remember what it was. But either way, uh, the whole point of all that rambling was, it's it's really cool to see, um, like, the, because, the, you know, a lot of people, they look at fighting, they're like, oh, it's just brawling, blah, fucking Neanderthals or whatever. But how much... Uh, brain work and people also refer they like oh there's a chess mask ch- chess match going on here um, especially oh man when you see like Israel Adesanya uh, but anyway so there's some fights where people are like oh it's boring they're not doing anything but if you're kind of watch know what you're watching it is especially with <laughs> like heavyweights sometimes it's a chess match they're it's a they're competing over um position not even just you know like when they say with like grappling or wrestling when you you know you're competing for dominant position even in the standing game they're uh competing for you know place uh foot placement and um position inside of the cage or if they're moving to depending on if their opponent's standing uh southpaw or orthodox or what you know their power side which side they're moving towards or away from the power side or trying to then working in feints or and and seeing what their opponent's reaction is going to be seeing how that they're going to uh kind of determine how how and if their opponent's going to block or if they're how and if they're going to counter strike so that they can so that's kind of like they're planning also with like, you know when they're throwing combinations it's not like people you know like oh i'm just well i'm just going to try to punch him in the face yeah obviously everyone's trying to do that but then so they're also thinking all right well i say oh yeah i do want to land that right hand on his chin but he knows i'm trying to land my right hand on his chin how am i gonna uh, set that up first like am i uh, jab then cross or uh or, or like when you'll hear him talking about hiding 
the hiding the kicks behind a jab or something. So they're setting it up. So they're like, all right, they're like thinking, and that's why they say it's like chess. It's like three thinking three three moves ahead, three strikes ahead. They're like, all right, I'm gonna throw these two so that I can land this one. And uh, that's what I you know you could tell, and you know I felt like Swanson. You could see what the fuck. Oh, uh, you could see uh, him doing that. So it's beauty poor. Beauty. Oh, Dobin. I got a text from Dobin. Trying to get Dobin and Wante you um, on here too. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to get Wante. Wants to, my buddy Wante you. He's never been in a fight. Or I guess. It, uh, the, and, and there was a time that I knew him when he had never been hit in the face. When I was making talking to him about it the other day and making fun of him. And he's like, no, 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 I didn't. So I did get punched in the face, but it was by a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there was and I was like, Oh shit man, I'm sorry, was that me? He was like, No, 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 it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't me. Um I guess uh I think when he was in Korea some uh buddy was drunk at the barracks or something and he was like trying to calm him down and the dude punched him. <laughs> he was like, Man bro of all the people to punch, why are you punching what are you punching me? Um Dobin, I know you don't listen to these, but just so you know, I'm taking the time to text you back in the middle of it. What for? But uh, yeah, so we, we also talked about it. It'd be funny to to try to get Wante in his first to see what it'd be like, like work, like working up to getting into a fight. Um, but he's also he's fun to watch in confrontations because he's he's uh, he's a legitimate genius. Like tested genius and <laughs> watching the way he interacts with people. Um, I talked. Uh, I made a uh, kind of a mention of it on my on the other on the uh, hooking bond episode one thing. I was talking about the cat lady from our class. This girl that he. <laughs> I mean, she. Uh, I mean, telling a story back. It sounds like bullying, but. First of all, she's an adult. She's in the military, and she's also a fucking pain in the ass. So, I, I let's call her the instigator for the sake of it. All right, let's that way. I feel like the not a bad guy. She's the instigator. Okay, that's that's the narrative we're gonna paint here. That's that's how I want you to uh, hear it with your ears. Okay, hear it completely soaked in bias on my behalf. There we go. Uh, but uh, so. But I mean, also, so this is how she was an instigator. She's in the Air Force, so number one, there you go. If you need any other evidence, I don't know what it is. But so super fucking sensitive um, people, the Air Force. Everything, nothing's ever good enough for them. Everything is always like them being cheated or they're someone's taken uh, comfort away from them. These motherfuckers have air conditioning in their little tents during their whatever not boot camp with their their air force initiation you know <laughs> i don't think it's a boot camp or anything um <clears throat> so she was and and she was also terrible in class so this is this is in we're in, in uh, uh all, all in a class together she's terrible at at you know just being a student because of everything and uh I won't tell you like i said he was just a fucking genius at it and he always did well without any effort 
and it drove her nuts too so because she didn't have that little high horse to be like oh well you're acting up that's why you're such a bad student it's like oh no he's acting up and he's probably the best student in the class so and you're well behaved quote unquote but you fucking you suck and yeah, so I did this whole lead up for nothing. I can't think of a specific, a good specific example of, of um, some of the stupid shit she would do. But she would, you know, cry in class, and like if she got a bad grade, and she would fucking cry or just be like, "Oh, this is so difficult. I don't understand. I'm trying my, I'm doing everything I can. Why isn't it just working for me?" It's like, oh my god, shut the fuck up. But uh, so anyways, she she ended up crying so much uh and getting rolled out of class and i want to give monte credit for it but i mean it was also just her her sucking also that's where most of the credit goes is to her her uh her inability to to perform uh, but also <laughs> when monte you could he would put little jabs in there but a lot of them he did at first because then it became it was kind of like it was just too easy you know, so then I was just like, oh, now this just feels mean. Like our buddy um, Cajun, I, th- I don't remember if I talked to him about him on here, but there's a time we were doing something and he's like, there's there's, there's being mean and then there's just rude. And so after a while, I just kind of felt rude. And we're like, all right. So we, we stopped messing with her. Unless she engaged, if she engaged with us and we're like, all right, well, she's ringing the bell. We're fucking coming, coming to dinner. Eat that. Eat that ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, that's what I meant. I said it and I meant it. But um, but um, but um, but um. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, Delvin. I gotta get him on too to talk about this other thing, some other projects. But anyway, so Wante, you interactions with people. So that the cat lady getting kicked out or getting herself rolled out of class. But um, this other time. So we he, he came to visit me. We, we were in uh, California. And we went downtown. We went to um, uh, this, like, it's not a club. It's like a restaurant. And then at night, they, it turns in, like, they clear out the chairs and they, like, make a dance floor on the patio in the back. And then they had, like, a karaoke thing in there, too. So they would do, um, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One day, I mean, not the whole Um, yeah, yeah, so, so then it, it's like a restaurant, and then at, at night, they, they clear the stuff out, uh, to make a, the dance floor on the patio, and then the, uh, karaoke kind of thing inside, so we're in there, and at the time, I don't think I was drinking, pretty sure damn I'm pretty sure I wasn't drinking which also kind of so I probably wasn't so that's probably the reason that we yeah spoiler that we didn't actually get in a fight but this is like the closest uh, thing that he would have gotten into a fight so anyway, so, so I can't remember what it was. So there was, I think he was dancing with some dude's girl or something like that. And then the dude got pissed 
and I mean the guy was big. He's and uh, fuck, I wish I could like show you. So there's something like the guy was getting all butt hurt, and yeah, I definitely I had to not be drinking because otherwise I I would have fucking I would have carried on the instigations, but um. Uh, yeah. So one take. So the dude, they're like on the kind of like on the dance floor, and the guys mean mugging him, and the guys like yeah, like I'm gonna fuck you up or something like that. And Wante he just does this thing where he like puts his um, like his index finger on his his eye and like mimes a tear running down his face, and and just goes oh, and it's like <laughs> making this baby crying face at the guy like oh. <laughs> it was. <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever seen in the middle of like a, an, like a, like, like, you know, that little chest puffing before people start fighting when they're like, yeah, man, I'm going to fuck you up, blah, 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 this and that and talking shit. And then like Wante's response is to make a, oh, <laughs> and like my material falling down his face. That was hilarious to me. Um, but oh yeah, I definitely wasn't drinking. Now I'm thinking because I, and then I was, um, cause I'm usually, I'm, I mean, well, at least back then, I was never the like peacekeeper. I was always there. I would, I would have been, I would have been involved, but uh, I would, it would, I would have been, it, I would have been offended on behalf of Wante you and fought for it. Because <laughs> also, I've also done it before. There's a whole other thing uh, with this dude. I'll, I'll, I'll skip to that one in a minute. So I'll finish this real quick. So yeah, long story short we we end up we don't fight like it goes on for some of the night there's like they keep passing each other and it's like we're all like posturing up and i'm just like all right i'm getting ready i'm like okay if this dude throws and we're gonna have to do it whatever but in the end like we went outside or something and we're about to leave and then one day he's like man i just i don't feel good about this and he goes back inside and I'm waiting outside for him. He doesn't come out. And I so I go back in and he's on the back patio. And him and the dude are like hugging each other and cr- fucking crying. <laughs> like they became best friends. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't even I don't even know what Wanty did or said to him, but like <laughs> it started out like the dude they were gonna the dude was gonna murder him. And then in the end <laughs> it's like cause the dude was big too. It was just like they, they were just like in each other's arms crying and fucking having a heart to heart with each other it was, so I think that was like the closest he ever got to a fight and it ended up fucking he was like they were like not, fucking stranger new best friends but um yeah so this dude that I did fight on behalf of um, Wante cause I, this was when I was fucking young and I was drinking so I brought him out with a, bu- a bunch of it. So he was in the army. I was in the Marines and this fucking kid, I can't remember his name, but he kept, cause so Wante was in the army. So the kid just kept saying, he was like, he's like, Oh, Rangers lead the way. Whoa. Rangers lead. He kept saying that to, to Wante, which is stupid anyway. Cause he's, <laughs> fuck, first of all, I think we were, we we're in like, uh, our training school and, uh, once he was in a fucking ranger, but this kid was just like, oh, army ranger, oh, rangers lead the way, huh? Huh? and he just kept fucking saying it to him, he kept fucking with him, and it was like, we were going out, we were went through, like going around, like we were just downtown going to different bars and clubs, and everywhere we went, this kid just kept doing it, like all night long, and I was like, all right, hey man, if this, if you want to fight this guy, I was like, that's, 
I was like, I'm, no one else is going to fuck, fuck with you. It's like, if you're worried that you hit this dude and everyone else is going to, I was like, no, it's like, no one's going to fucking do it. I was like, don't worry. No one's going to fuck with you. And he was like, he's like, no, no, man, I, I, I've never been in a fight. I don't really fight this and that. He's like, it's all, he's like, whatever. He's just talking. And I was like, well, you're my, like, you're my guest. I brought you out with us and like, I'm not going to just sit here while this fucking dude is. Uh, harass, like abusing you and harassing you. What you like? You're here as my guest. I'm not gonna fucking just sit around. And he's like, all right, well, you know, whatever, man. It's like it's fine with me. So then I was like, told him, I was like, dude, shut the fuck, leave him alone, blah blah. blah. And he's like, well, and I was like, all right, let's go talk. <laughs> so we go out to the parking lot behind this. Um, it's like a restaurant. And all I remember is, so we get out back. All I remember, we're in the parking lot. All I remember is like squaring up, like putting my hands up with the dude. And then I, like I said, I was fucking hammered. So I remember squaring up with him. And then the next thing I remember, I have him in a rear naked choke and he's tapping me. And I'm just like yelling at him like, no, you stupid bitch. You fuck, you fucked with my friend. And now you're going to tap. You're going to be an asshole. And now you're going to tap. I'm just yelling at him. And then I remember he just goes limp. And I was like, oh, shit. I realized like I was too busy yelling at him. And I didn't. And he so he fucking goes out. And I let him go, and f- terrible, uh, the whole thing, terrible plan, stupid, stupid. So um, passes, he, he, I choke him out, let him go, and then I realize what I did. I let him go, and we're standing. So he falls from fucking head height, and his head, we're in the parking lot, and it just lands on the asphalt, and it's like, like, you know, like he dropped, it sounds like, you know, when you drop fucking watermelon, it's just like, I was like, oh, fuck, I just killed this dude. I was like, his brains, and I was like looking at him, I was like, if his brains don't come out of his ears or whatever, right, and like, he's he's fucking dead. I was like, I fucking killed this guy. And I'm like looking around to see if there's witnesses, and I'm like, fuck, 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 what do I do? I was like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to just like drag his body under one of these cars so that, <laughs> so that when whoever leaves, they just run him over, and then maybe they'll, uh, They'll, they'll, they'll run his, his body over and they'll be like, oh no, there's a fucking, I guess a drunk Marine crawled underneath the car and then we didn't know he was there. We ran him over. Like, this is the shit that's <laughs> going through my head. And and uh, I'm looking at him, so I like lean down and like feel for his pulse and he has a pulse. I'm like, start slapping his face. I was like, motherfucker, you wake up. Get the, you better get up. You, you, if you are dead, I'm going to be so pissed, you motherfucker. And then he finally, he, he like wakes up and he, he looks at me. I'm like, oh, hey, man. And I like lift him up and I'm like, hey, 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 bro, how's it going? He's like, oh, he's like, hey, what happened? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. You, uh, I'm going to buy you a shot. Let's go inside. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so we, we, we went inside and I, I, bought, I bought him a shot. And I don't know if he remembered what happened, but he, uh, I mean, he didn't fuck with my buddy anymore after that. And then a couple of years later, so, Hoffman, is that his name? A couple years later, somebody told me they heard about it, and I guess apparently everyone hated that guy, too. He wasn't in my platoon, so I didn't really know him, but apparently everybody hated him, and everyone's like, like, wow. They're like, man, I wish I could have been the one that did that to him, but yeah. <sighs> See, it's stupid things you do when you're young and drinking, too. It's like fucking, oh, I thought I was a murderer. I'd, I'd murdered this kid <laughs> on accident. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, so that's Juan Tayu. Some stories about him, I guess. But, uh, fuck, I'm almost at an hour. I'm not even close to through these. Uh, 
gosh, yeah, fuck. So that finishes out um the so that was just the prelims. Uh as I was saying, this card was fucking incredible. Uh so then yeah, Junior Dos Santos, Cerro Gane, or Gain or Gane. What the fuck? Fuck you, sex. It was a uh, great Shogane, another heavyweight to keep a great uh, heavyweight to keep an eye on. Oh yeah, Kevin Holland and Jacare Souza. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean Kevin Holland. I remember because I remember seeing him in the Contender series too, and he was it was just they they tell the whole story too. I always fucking he was just talking the whole time. He's like, oh the Stockton slap, and he likes he's like this is some fucking Nick and Nate Diaz, and he's like slapping the dude. The whole he's talking the whole time, and but he. It goes to decision. I'm like, dude, if you're going to talk that much, you got to fucking knock. And then he's like, yeah, hey, Dana, hey, Dana. And I was like, this fucking dude is obnoxious. And so he won the fight, but he didn't get the contract. And I was like, good, this dude is a fucking. But come to find out, like, the, I mean, they, they tell the whole story, so you can hear it wherever. But anyways, he, he gets a call up uh, against fucking Tiago Santos because I can't remember his fight, who he's fighting. But uh, the fight, his opponent fell out, got injured or something. And they're trying to find people to fill that, um, to, to like, uh, quick turnaround, short notice fight. And, of course, I mean, it's Tiago Santos. Like, no one's just going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go in there in two weeks notice, fight that fucking dude that punches people's heads off. Um, but Kevin Holland, he did. He went in there. He didn't win, but he was competitive the whole fight. And now, look at us. End of 20. He has five, five fights, five wins in 2020. Um. And he fucking knocked out Jacare Souza almost basically from his back. And he was talking the whole time. <laughs> so now it's like, uh, this dude is, he's something to watch. And he, he called out um, Hamzat Shemaev, which, I don't know, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to do that. But, um, I mean, that would be interesting. But also, I don't know. I mean, that's fucking, man. That would be a fight to see for sure. Um, I don't know if it's a fight to make right now, but because yeah, Shemaev is supposed to fight Leon Edwards, but that got postponed because of COVIDs. Uh, I think they're rescheduling for sometime in January. Um, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like something Shemaev. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, I will smish, I smish." So, man, but I don't know. I think it's yeah. Yeah, it would be great to see, but also I think it's it also good to maybe keep them separate for now, and because uh, then that way you get the, I mean you have two like two rising, because I mean they're both on like a upward tra- trajectory right now, so then you have you have two you have something to build up to, uh, but it it would, I mean it would still be pretty cool to see. Um, and that Kevin Holland, that him, that knockout, like him hitting. I'll tell a story another time about me and my boy uh, Noju Hyun, and <laughs> me getting. And this is how I, how when I really, because I have a fucking flat nose, and I've been punched in the nose a lot, and I've always been like, oh yeah, lucky I have a flat nose. But there was this one fight where it, I was like, this is this is when I knew that my nose is like. I'm I'm blessed to have a nose that's like flat to my face because <laughs> this dude was just he was he had, was had full mount he was just like sitting on my chest basically punching me right in the fucking just boom 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 
and uh, I, I I think my nose did bleed, but it was like, I mean my I mean my fucking nose is flat to my face, so it's didn't I mean it didn't it didn't really matter, but that's a story for another time. Um, let me skip. Up. Oh yeah, Mackenzie Dern and Verna Chandaroba. Uh, yeah, Mackenzie Dern. Uh, one by a decision. And that one, yeah. It, I mean, they're both fucking high-level black belt, uh, BJJ black belts. So it ended up being a kickboxing match. Um, and it was, they were slinging. I mean, it was good. And Kinsey uh, Dern, so I can't remember which round, maybe the second round, her nose got broken. She got, uh, she bent, leaned down right into a fucking knee broke uh, and her nose was broken and her coach she goes to the goes to the stool and her coach is like or she's like uh she's like i think my nose is broken and the coach is like no 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 you're good you're good <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like there you good coach he's like you, you got this you got this <laughs> i think my nose is broken no 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 you're good <laughs> like he doesn't even look at it no 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 yeah it doesn't matter but i mean it worked out i mean she got the win uh looked great too um I mean, and they were fucking slugging, swinging. Uh, then, oh no, <sighs> El Cucuy, Tony Ferguson, and Charles Oliveira. <sighs> bittersweet, very, very bitter, and a little sweet though. But <sighs> man, I'll sum it up this way: Tony Ferguson. So Charles Oliveira. So Charles Oliveira did to Tony Ferguson. So he did to him on the ground what Justin Gaethje did to him on his feet. And people are coming to this. My buddy, same, same buddy I was talking about earlier that I was texting with about it. The fights. He's like, yeah, he's like, Oliveira's going to win. And I was like, ah, no. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna bet on, uh, or I'm not making any bets on this one. Because I, I was like, it could go either way. But I'm rooting for Ferguson. I was like, everyone, like, after that. I mean, he did get pieced up by fucking Justin in that last fight. But, you know, there's all he like made weight twice. And so he might have been tired and this blah, blah, blah. And everyone's forgetting he was on like a fucking 12 fight winning streak, just smoking people um, before that. And I was like, so he's just, you know, and then he he got fucking, you know, he got crushed by um, uh, Justin Gaethje. So I was like, everyone, everyone's just remembering that last fight. And I was like, they forgot about the 12 before that. And I was like, he, and he's great striker, great grappler. He's crazy. He, he, oh, he throws fucking imaginary sand. He's like, I love this. He's crazy. I love it. So I was like, uh, and Oliver, uh, fucking great. But I was like, I'm going for Ferguson. <sighs> and and my buddy was like, um, if uh, Tony loses this fight, he should quit. And I was like, oh, everyone is counting him out. Everyone just remember that last fight, forgetting about the 12 before that. Then this one, it was just like, man, it's sad. There's some fights where it's, so I had a list of fights where it's like, I was like emotionally affected <laughs> uh, for like days after. And like one of them was like fucking Sugar Sean's last fight where his, his foot fell off, his just fell off. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, fuck, what was the other one? There was a couple, because there's one before that, but that one, for sure, when um, uh, Sean O'Malley uh, lost that fight to Cheeto, I was, that one fucked me up, and then, 
uh, Game of Thrones when when Prince Oberyn, spoiler alert, three, two, one, when Prince Oberyn got his head smushed by the mountain. Man, I couldn't even watch. Like I went back and watched the seasons. I skipped that episode for like a couple years. <laughs> it took me a while to be able to go back and watch that one. So this was uh, this was on that level, just watching Ferguson get dominated and the fucking armbar. <sighs> Oh my! If if there if the bell had not rung, I'm pretty sure he would have let his arm just get snapped right off. Cause it it was hyperextended, his left arm, and coming out into the second or third round, whichever round that was. I think it was the second. I think the armbar came at the end of the first round, and then the, the second round, his left arm it was like he couldn't even use it. So like the whole second round, he had no he he it his arm because I mean it hyperextended. You can see it. It bent fucking backwards ugh. and that i mean that's also how tough he is he's like nope he's like you're not to fucking snap my arm off to fucking make me quit but uh yeah charles Oliveira, fucking incredibly what a fucking beast and i'm really interested in seeing i'd like to see him fight chandler and if khabib come back that would because i'm on you know because chandler has that uh he's fucking great wrestler so i want to see out of the two of them who's better and then i think whoever does that um should uh, habib should come back for that 30th 30th fight uh and uh i mean yeah you got connor and poirier fighting in i think january but uh i mean habib already beat both of them choked them both out and also it, it, i mean i was i think yeah habib and uh, connor rematch will probably be the the biggest that's the biggest fight to make, you know, money and views wise. But uh, I don't think he's going to do it. I mean, he already said he wouldn't do it. Um, but uh, I think fight like just fight wise between whoever, whoever went like between figuring it out between uh, Michael Chandler and Oliveira and then and then between the two of them. I, I mean, and watching that last night too, or not last night, the other night. Uh, two nights ago, I was uh, I'm thinking, like watching Charles Oliveira, I'm like phew, looking at a future champ right here. <sighs> yeah, but it's very very exciting to see this lightweight division what happens. Um, and then, so then uh, skipping to, to fucking uh the main event, Davis and Figueredo and uh, Brandon Moreno. So they both, um, Figueredo main evented last uh USC 255 what two weeks ago uh and then Moreno fought too uh and they both I think well won in the first round so they're both quick turnaround came into this and um I was betting on Figueredo to win by submission and it ended up being a fucking five round battle fucking banger like it was inc- it 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 did not it it's probably the greatest flyweight fucking fight ever probably fucking the the great um, it one of one of the one of the greatest fights at all ever and then for sure the greatest flyweight uh fight ever and then also come to find out fucking Davis and Figueredo the night before he was in the hospital at like 2 a.m. he had a stomach infection so he's at the emergency room so it's some kind of fucking 
stomach issue and then he came in there and still fought five hard rounds where he still looked great oh my fuck can you imagine no one's gonna stop this guy i mean their rematch is gonna be great uh that's definitely i mean they did a, the, i mean that was a great uh uh, promo for another fight so their rematch gonna be great but also just more about how fucking great Divis and Figueredo is and yeah to think that they were going like not that long ago they're talking about getting rid of the flyweight division but fucking that's whew, man can't say enough like pretty much like there's um, so on like UFC Fight Pass, there's the, you can watch the old, uh, fights and so you can watch in, individual fights or you can watch like the whole card and they have a thing where you can, you know, uh, mark it as your favorite. And I was thinking about it the other day cause I, there's definitely cards with a bunch of fights that are good and, um, there's like individual fights, um, like obviously, like most of fucking Israel Adesanya's fights are on my favorites list. But f- as far as like whole cards that are favorites, I was like, oh, I wonder if there are any. Cause I think maybe um, what was it two, two fifty one maybe, the one um, uh, where the in Fight Island where uh, Masvidal fought Usman, um, fuck who else was it? But it was like that whole card, uh, at least the main card for sure. It was like. After, like there would be one f- fuck I wish I could remember but each fight I was like holy shit I can't remember there's more fights to come because I felt like that was a main event so that one probably if I didn't favorite it already I was like yeah I guess I could put that whole card on the favorite this one yeah same thing now now t- there's two cards for sure where I could go back and watch every single fight from the early prelims from little baby chase hooper a uh, little mini Askren looking. I think him him and Ben Askren have a curly head club or some shit like that. Uh, and uh, all the way up through the main. All the way up through the main event. And even as fucking heartbreaking as it was to watch Fer- Tony Ferguson get dominated, it was incredible to watch Charles Oliveira dominate him. Cause, so, yeah. Per, uh, per, yeah, I think every single every single fight on this card was is worth watching over like more than once and then obviously then there's the ones that are that stand out so it's it's a fucking incredible it was great fucking couldn't have planned a better last pay-per-view for the year um fuck i'm over an hour uh so i'm gonna call it quits made it through um fuck there was something i was going to shout out I mean, of course, always Apothecary. I haven't got my new, uh, well, it's supposed to come in the mail today, uh, The my tinctures, but, uh, and then I get, they're talking about uh, increasing the, the strength of the, the nighttime one. So whenever that comes, I'll let y'all know. Whenever the lucid dreaming one comes, I'll let y'all know. Um, and I wish I could remember what the other thing I was going to actually shout out was, but if not, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, also uh, check out the other podcast, the the Hooking Bond Forum. I'm working on getting some guests. This COVID shit fucked everything up. I don't want to do Zoom ones, but you know, I might have to. Well, and we'll see if we can make it work. Uh, but anyways, like always, you know, fuck you later.